This episode of Right at the Fork is brought to you by Zupan's Markets. That has a very special news feed. If you subscribe, go to Zupan's.com, subscribe uh-huh. to their news feed, and every week you're going to get a special offer. Sometimes there's free stuff, um, and sometimes there, you're notified of great discounts. In this case, we're going to give you a little sneak peek. That uh, sneak peek happens to be for the weekend of July 26th through the 28th, where you can buy one, get one, Prime Harris Ranch New York steaks. Uh, Zupans is the place I always go to to buy my steaks for grilling. And when the this uh, BOGO, as they like to call it, happens, man, you can't miss out. Buy one, get one prime Harris Ranch New York steaks happening July 26th through the 28th. Uh, look for that in your news feed when you get those emails. And, you know, and of course, you can always go to Zupans to uh, pair with some great wines. And speaking of wines, Wine 101 on the Road is back, taking place Sunday, July 21st. You can join uh, Zupans for a day of tasting with Zupans wine buyer, Gina. You're going to visit places like Montanora Estate in Forest Grove, as well as the Elk Co. Vineyards in Gaston. Gaston. $100 per person includes transportation, lunch, and tasting. Uh, buy those tickets at Zupans.com. Well, that's pretty cool. Yeah. And you know what else is in season and new items mm-hmm. at um, at Zupan's is fresh and wild Columbia River sa- salmon from Two Rivers Fish Company. They have both king and sockeye varieties, 100% native caught. And you can go on Zupan's web- website to read a little more about Two Rivers Fish Company. It's pretty cool. Yeah. Let's not leave out those Blue Raven pies, though. Those are in season, Well, Chris. you know, I'm actually very happy about that because I made that suggestion. I had bought the Blue Raven pies elsewhere. Yeah. And I mentioned to the folks at Zupans, these are pretty good. You should check these out. So now there's a whole there's a whole complement of the awesome Blue Raven pies. Homemade at, uh, right in Amity, Oregon. Yes. So thank you, Chris. Yeah, thank you, Blue, Blue Raven and Zupans for yep. giving everybody the opportunity to try those. Three locations, McAdam, Lake Oswego, and West Burnside. And always where? Zupans.com. Once again, for Portland's Food Scene Podcast, it's right at the fork with your host, Chris Angeles, Portland Food Adventures. And there's Court over there with the Adidas hat. Here I am. Um, black on black Adidas hat. Very good. I'm black. I'm, I got a little white going on. You do. Was white a, on black. That was a hat you picked up in New York, you said? Brooklyn. In Brooklyn? I had the best time in Brooklyn. Yeah. That was, um, we did some pizza at Grimaldi's mm-hmm. and a uh, little, little Italy food, and we did, went to Russ and Daughters, had... Most incredible sur- sturgeon and uh, lox and bagels and more than everybody wants to hear, including a visit to City Field. Okay. That was a lot of fun. And I came to the realization there that uh, that amazing belongs to the New York Mets. No one else can use that. Oh, okay. That was uh, like done deal. Done deal. Yeah. 1969 Miracle Mets. I was there game five. Right. At, well, oh, yeah. You went back for the kind of the little reunion. But it was a s- complete coincidence right we just in february booked a trip to new york i said let's go to a mets game and then i find out we are actually going to the game where they have all the folks the players from 1969 bring them all back that was pretty cool so and we did shake shack which uh my girlfriend renee fell in love with Mm -hmm. that burger had you done shake shack before oh i'd done it but she'd never done it right so and it was it was here we are at city field rain out so there's a long line of people getting drenched waiting for the Food and they actually produced fast food, slightly rare burger, oh, which I like, which I thought them. was fantastic. And that was so, inside. That was inside Shake Shack inside City the ballpark, Field, inside City Field. Because so a lot of times it's been franchised out, and so the the product is a little bit different than what you'd get at a regular. I place, can't. Right? You know, I haven't had enough Shake Shack to. I've to had know? a JFK at sure. the airport. And then this, I've never actually been to a Shake Shack. Yeah. I've been to at one of the outlets. Okay. So, you know, so that's that, all you know. But they're, they're great. The fries were great, too. So right. everything was a lot of fun. Um, and New York, I'd never experienced Brooklyn before mm-hmm. too much, aside from stepping foot onto it. But yeah. we had a marvelous time taking That was your base York. of operations while yeah, you were there? taking the New York water taxi. We got an Airbnb, and it was... Uh, it was fantastic. So, so that was, that was uh, how, and you were there for almost a full week, right? 
Almost a full week. Well, we went to Connecticut, too. Right. That was okay. part of it. So we did all the lobster rolls, uh, lobster roll comparisons. Mm-hmm. We did some pizza. Oddly enough, the impetus for the trip was to go to one of the New Haven pizza places, and we never made it. You didn't make it there? No, we had too many things get in the way, friends, and we did a lot of food. We went up to Mohegan Sun, which yeah. was awesome. But no, oddly enough, we didn't get to this time. I've been enough, so it was sure. really for her. I, well, we'll get back. It sounds as if your trip was very much in line with, well, very similar to what Gary, the foodie, likes to do, which is to tramp. He, he basically books his trips, his travel around places he wants to go eat. Right, but he's going to more elevated cuisine. Sure, so. sure but he, and then he packs it in. Like, he goes to, like, a ton of places in a short amount of time. Eight, pl- eight to ten to twenty not 20, but, but he goes to, he'll do, he'll do a couple of days in a city mm-hmm. and have eight to 10 dinners, right. I think. He can come on and correct us, but we mention it and we sure. talk about it in this podcast. Yeah. And we're talking about Gary the Foodie, also known as Gary Okazaki, mm-hmm. and uh, who's been with us on the podcast from year one, I believe, or year two, I don't know, who's come in to talk about um, his favorite Portland haunts. And we have, if you Google it, there are some special episodes where Gary does his favorites in San Francisco and I think LA. Right. I think we did that. We never got to do Chicago. We nope. still can. He he would sprinkle that in every now and then until we realized that we needed to have dedicated episodes right. to some of those favorite cities. Because we thought, I mean, I thought rather than sprinkling them in, let's let Actually, someone search for a city and yeah, yeah. go to Gary's favorites instead of hear a few here and there. Yep. Which was great, but so Gary Gary's interest in food is phenomenal, and you see it on his Instagram, Gary the Foodie, mm-hmm. and um, uh, he has a very broad um, viewpoint and experience with food around the world. Elevated dining, he likes elevated dining. Some of the things he likes, they look, for me, good on Instagram, but it's not the kind of dining sure. I generally, it's my favorite. I like it as as a mix, mm-hmm. you know, to mix it in, but he likes to go to a lot of the, um, he, he bases his searches on well-known chefs and restaurants with Michelin stars and lots of recognition. With with all that said, though, and if you follow Gary long enough, then you'll also find out that he loves Domino's Pizza, and he recently, he, he recently pointed me towards the new Quarter Pounders at McDonald's. Yeah. Which are really, really good. Which, by the way, I, is impressive, and I'm, and I'm, um, I think it's great that Gary can talk about those things because yeah. we live in a city where if you talk, if you mention McDonald's, that's right. blasphemous. Sure, and it's not. I have my sausage biscuit yep. and coffee there yep. I will, for two bucks. That's my breakfast, right. Often, and so Gary does that too. But I don't think. I think when he goes to a city, it's. I don't necessarily know that he's going to the lobster roll places that. We were going to, right. and I've in the podcast I suggested he do a little baseball tour mm-hmm. too because they have good sure. food at the ballparks. Now. It's getting better and better, right? But he can't sit down and have order, you know, a uh, twenty course tasting menu, right? So that's the difference. But anyway, it was really fun to have Gary just on the podcast talking about his bopping around the world, mm-hmm. and oh my god, listen to. Some I don't know how far in it is because we're recording this intro a few weeks after we did this episode. Right. But he goes through the cities that he's been to in the last year. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And uh, you have to listen to that. Yeah. So if, if for no other reason, you'll just freak out when you hear that. And so Gary, as a little um, preface to this episode, uh, Gary for years was into the food scene and would do a little travel here, and then jump back to Portland. He was taking care of his father for mm-hmm. a long time. His father passed away a couple of years ago, and now he's free to go, and it's been kind of crazy, right. which is results in that list yep. and results in this podcast, too, with Gary Okazaki. Right at the Fork is proud to be supported by Zupan's Markets. For over 40 years, unsurpassed quality from the best meats and wines to the freshest baked goods, flowers, and more, with a delicious emphasis on locally sourced items. The best of the Northwest Bounty can be found at your closest Zupans on West Burnside, McAdam, or Lake Grove. And at Zupans.com, eat well, put taste first, love your food. By Ringside Steakhouse. 
Owned by the Peterson family for generations, Ringside Steakhouse has long been a landmark of the Portland landscape, featuring impeccable service that has set the standard for nearly 75 years. Enjoy the finest aged steaks, their world-famous onion rings, and even Ringside's legendary late-night happy hour. Whether it's a special occasion, a business dinner, or just a great night out, make a reservation at ringsidesteakhouse.com today. By Portland Food Adventures. Tempt yourself with an incredible Italian food vacation with Astrid Enzyme and a wonderful October journey to Bologna and Emilia Romagna. It's all at PortlandFoodAdventures.com under the Trips tab. Contact right at the Fork host Chris Angelis for more information and special savings on these PFA food journeys. And by Gen Air Quality Appliances at Standard TV and Appliance. Standard TV and Appliance is your source for the best of Gen Air and associated brands where you can check out the latest technology in appliances like Gen Air's remote access ranges with a host of other cool features for your upgrade or remodel. Gen Air and Standard, both staples in Oregon and Washington kitchens since 1947. Yeah, whatever you whatever you want to talk about is fine. So I'll well, let you guide talk, that. We just talked about what's but going I, on. But, and I did want to just, so the, I we can do this or not, but everybody always says, what does Gary do to be able to afford that? And I say, well, he was doing investments for a while and I assume... That those are that, yeah. that that's he's put that to bed. Yeah, and uh, and now you can use you know yeah. you can use um, the the fruits well, of those it, investments. Well, I mean, and it's well, we can talk about this. I mean, like why my life has changed over life. It's basically been. Well, yeah, we're to, we're going to talk I about know, that. Your I, life has changed a lot. Yeah, I mean, we talked about that. I mean, a while ago. I mean, yeah, when my father in, passed away. Yes, but in away. relation to actual food and what you were doing, but. Yeah. You know, you're you have freedoms that you have freedoms that you didn't yeah. have for a but, long time. For a used very to, long time, used to come to my dinners and leave at seven o'clock. Yeah, you know, spend one hundred twenty-five yeah. bucks and then yeah. do two courses and skip four. Yeah, because you were such a devoted son. Yeah, it's and changed. so that's changed. So, yeah. and we're watching. I'm just watching you get just like go loose, like. You've it's, been let out I'm of a ex- cage. I'm so exhausted. Yeah, but so are you ever going to be exhausted enough to just say, "All right, I need to just chill well, out." What we talk about? We, we I mean, we're we, talking are we about it. Are we, do- we already recording? Yeah, you know how this works. Oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> you, you've been here enough. <laughs> yeah. Um, is is I, 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 there is going to be a proverbial end to this all? Not end, end. But I'm thinking March twenty seventh. Next year. That oh, I thought be. you were saying 2027. No, uh, March 27th of t- 2020. Uh, oh, you got an actual date. Yeah, and then things hopefully, I believe, will slow down appreciably after this. So why March 27th? It's my last trip that I've booked so far. Oh, and so, I don't uh, I, I don't intend to like book a trip for, further than that for a while. You know, like, can, can I go over what? Yeah, I'm, but I, I oh. also want to ask you your process for booking trips because I... Yeah. Just went, spent this weekend booking, and maybe you, I'm sure you're going to be able to help me a little bit. And I don't generally yeah. go to necessarily need to go yeah. to the $400 yeah. right. dinners, but I just booked. Um, I'm, I'm so excited Copenhagen and oh. uh, Norway uh, for the fall, right after I go to Italy. Okay, so, since you're in the area, you're going to go there. Yeah, that's what I generally do when I'm doing one of yeah. my PFA trips, a uh-huh. little promotion. To yep. Italy, if you want to come with us to <laughs> to Bologna, but I always I generally plan something before and after, oh, okay. and then this time I actually plan something for after so that my son could join me, and then we just kind of decided it wasn't a good time for him to come, so I had a spare week. Where do oh. I go? And I love that. Okay, look at a map and what's doable. So I'm going to fly to Copenhagen and then take a ferry. To Oslo, stay there for a few days, then take a ferry to Oslo. How, how far? I I didn't know that. The, I should know because I didn't know they were so close. Uh, it's a fourteen-hour ferry. It's something you get on at four in the afternoon. You sleep, then you get in at nine in the morning, and it should be pretty. I'm looking for. I I love looking at these things. That's why I wanted to ask you about the booking process. So I go through, and I've got to figure out the costs of everything, and it makes it more cost effective for me to stay at airbnbs because oh my god have you been to amsterdam lately do you ever go to amsterdam i, I was there um april yeah okay so when last time i went it was relatively inexpensive place to be it's like san francisco now i don't i didn't really think get that? that yeah well hotels are three four hundred and nine. i paid 
the, the first digit was two, low twos. Okay, well, Hilton. Hilton. No, I found Hilton, Amsterdam. It was beautiful. I found those in the low twos, but I don't remember that from a few years ago. But I can stay at an Airbnb for a lot less. But at really? any rate, well, how, can so, I ask you like how much? I'm just kind of curious mm-hmm. because I'm well in other cities too. So like but, I'm in Copen. I'm in. I just booked one in Oslo for fifty six dollars a night. Oh God, gee, are you kidding me? And and they're really it's in an apart. It's in an apartment. I have a room. So when I this is one reason my son didn't go. If I travel with him, we got to go get Airbnbs yeah. with two bedrooms. Right. This is I can stay at someone's house, which I really like doing because you have a host and you get to know him. And by the way, everybody's got. Massive reviews now. Airbnb's been around for a while. So you can read through it and you can really get a feel for whether they're a nice person and what they do. And so I can help you if you want to try it sometime. Well, my friend Carrie Kissel actually works for Airbnb. Yeah. I mean, so so she's, I mean, yeah, I need to talk to her more. I I see her quite a bit. I actually see Drew and Carrie now. Uh, uh, Drew Drew Tyson and Carrie Kissel, they're they're like my my long-time, long-time friends. They moved to Oakland a few years ago. Now I see them more. That they're in Oakland. Yeah, they're they do when they were here. So it's fun. Yeah, yeah, but you should try. Yeah. It's I've had. Listen, you're going to have good experiences with ho- hotels. Bad experience. You can uh, have bad experiences. Well, I don't know about that because the hotels are pretty consistent. Yeah, but they have reviews too. So well, and I stay. But the thing is, I try to stay in Hilton just because I want my points. Okay. Yeah. But so so my point is, if someone's going to look at Airbnb and say, "Oh my God, I could have a terrible experience there," yeah. you can. I used to say that with. Online dating. You can have good experiences. You can have bad experiences. You can have good experiences meeting someone at a bar and and bad experiences meeting someone at a bar. So uh, it depends on the okay. it depends on your dil- your due diligence beforehand. So I take a lot of time to look up those things and transportation issues and flights. So I'm on the one that I like. And God, I don't. Do you do you travel pretty light, Gary? I I do not check in bags. Okay, that's that's one reason. I don't go for in general. I don't go longer than ten days. I very rarely go ten days. I was just and in you New can York do ten, 10 days, days with a backpack. No, I do. I do the carry on and a backpack. Two things. Right. Okay, and because um, it's getting expensive now to add the baggage. Well, I, I don't. That's yeah. why. That's when I just make sure I don't. Yeah, and I really don't want to do laundry at hotels either. Yeah, so I, I just make sure that I have. You know, I could ten days is fine. But that's stretching the limit. And you've been doing that a lot lately. So, yeah, no, we'll get away from my normal. Airbnb yeah. experiences. Yeah. Try it sometime. I can show you them. They've been, I, the one I had in Melbourne was incredible. But people How much are was that? How in, much was Melbourne? Because oh I know that's God. expensive. So, we were on the 77th floor of the Eureka Tower, which happened to be the highest point in the Southern Hemisphere. I didn't know this when right. I booked it. Um, and I was there for 100 bucks a night. Oh, with, no way. With, yeah, and, oh. and we had a view that was incredible, and our host was this gentleman um, from India who'd moved there in the 70s. He was one of the first people from India to move there, and it was it was spectacular. As a matter of fact, you know, I do my trips, and instead of having um, a reception at the uh, Langham, Melbourne, where everybody was staying, I had it up at my Airbnbs with the view. So wait, so... The, in this particular case, the guy was in another room. Like, was it split up? Where he... these people? Everything's different. I know everything but is. These different. people had set up, set it up. So I wrote them beforehand. And I said, "Listen, the situation has changed. I'm not coming alone. I'm coming with my girlfriend. So uh-huh. we might want a little more privacy. I, yeah. I requ- it's nice to have a little more privacy right. when you're with somebody." Then. And he said, "Don't worry. You can use the salon all you want." And so, hold on. Let me. F- so they set up their ha- their apartment, which was awesome, so that their bedroom was fairly self sufficient. So they didn't need to come out to the kitchen that often. And so they kind of gave me run of this incredible apartment that. Easily went for over a million bucks. Well, my well, I went and visited June Carey in Portland when they were visiting, and they actually rented a Airbnb. They had the whole house to themselves. It was like a, a their own, like literally their, their own, like their own house. No one was. Right. I know that. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah. I think that's more expensive than what you. It depends on where you are, but I tell you, in for instance, in Italy, I've had. I'll show you the places we have booked for Sicily. That are incredible, and that and that I booked for some of my guests a couple of times in Airbnb, whole apartments oh. overlooking, you know, with gorgeous views. Like two hundred. Uh, oh, those were le- yeah, two hundred or less for that. Okay, I had a more, I have more of a budget for that sort of thing. But yeah. when I'm paying for myself, I'm really looking for uh, deals. 
deals in there, yeah. but they're good. You, it's not like you're getting cheap shit stuff. I mean, I was looking to stay at this place that reminded me of Manzanita in all, outside of Oslo, a little island where you just had to take the ferry to yeah. downtown. And that was $44. Oh, I mean, and, and you had access to everything. So, <sighs> yeah. No, I, again, people yeah. aren't tuning into this to listen to me. They want to hear about you. Oh. So, so when you plan a trip, what is the process for you? Well, I mean, you, you, the basis is food. Basis for you. Is, is basically only food. So it's like we're, we're having, like, for a lot of the last two years, it's like, where haven't I been? Or, or places that I truly love. I love London now. Yeah. So I went four times last year, and I'm supposed to go twice this year in six weeks. So I'm supposed to go in August and in September to London. I know. Why not stay for longer and then just do one trip? But I don't mind flying back and forth. Yeah, no. I've, I've been doing that a lot. Like, you got a lot of miles. How many of your trips are you using miles? Uh, the, one of the London trips is miles. And right. I, I found one of the helpful hints out there for people who travel a lot, I'm sure people know, mm-hmm. is that when you use points, it has nothing to do with distance or time. I don't know what algorithm these airlines use, mm-hmm. but one trip going to London could be 400,000 points. Another trip to London is basically the same type of flight nonstop from Portland. Is like 120, 130,000. It's just ridiculous how the variance that you have to use for certain trips for the points. So it's a lot of points still, either way. Well, it's still, but shop around. um, Know that that there is a great deal of variance and how many how many points it takes to complete to book a trip. So you know, be a watchful shopper. And you may have some great deals out there. So are you? So it sounds to me. So when I watch you eating i there's a few things that come to mind but one of them is you have no thought for budget your first yeah. thing is you're going to have the best possible experience and then well, i don't think you're worried about cost so are you are you yeah. are you cost conscious elsewhere you know and flying and hotels no, I, and well, transportation here's the deal. I'm, well i love i stay in hilton hotels right. but and i prefer to spend less than more right. uh, and one nice thing about being a diamond member in hilton is they try to upgrade you if the room is available. I don't. I get, I've gotten very few upgrades since I've been a diamond diamond member. Uh, but you're also a passive person. You're, I you're, ask. you're up in Portland. Oh, no, you do ask. I do ask because you. I've you know. I've thought you're the type of person who doesn't look like you're, you know, getting free shit for nothing. Well, if, if you have it, plenty of opportunities in Portland, and you'd rather you'd well, rather yeah, not I, do that. Yeah, but uh, you know what? I I earn my diamond status. Give me right. everything. Okay. Give me everything I deserve. Right. What is it? you know like I I got I got bummed out when I stayed at the New York Hilton Midtown last week, and like I had to pay for eight dollars for you know the executive because you have access to executive lounge. I thought, oh, everything's gonna be free, and a lot of executive lounges it is free, mm-hmm. but at the New York Hilton Midtown they make you pay eight bucks for a glass of Chardonnay. And you know that's yeah, not that's not New York terrible. Also, yeah. Well, it's like yeah, they 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 get you everywhere. I'm thinking, oh my god, it is New York. And um, yeah, I don't really. I, it's like there's certain places I want to go eat, and whatever it costs, you know, I'll pay. It, there's some extremes like Sublimotion and Pizza. It's like twelve hundred dollars. It's like the most expensive restaurant in the world. And I, if I go to Pizza, when I go to Sublimotion, are you conscious of that? Or are you thinking, all right, this better be worth it because it's so expensive? Yeah. Yeah, right. I, I went to this restaurant called, I'll name it, Bombay in Palo Alto. And it's got two Michelin stars, and it's a husband, a wife, and son. That, that's the entire staff. Um, the cocktails, there were three cocktails, four cocktails. Three of them were $50 each, and one was $120. That's a, To me, you, that can't, so that, that experience with yeah. that cocktail is gone in 10 minutes. The memory might be nice, but I, it's sullied well, by how expensive it is well, for me. Well, I, I did have a $220 Negroni, a Canon, a year and a half ago. <laughs> oh, but man. No, no. But how good could that be? It was, it? it was actually, I was with my friend Karen, and she said, Gary, it's your birthday. You got you to gotta do it, man. Just, just. You know. Well, I see. Here's the thing with that kind of thing: you either have that kind of money or you don't. But so, I, I, I don't. I just yeah, am not. I, I, I'm not years ago, time. I would have. I might have done that. I might do that every time. I mean, yeah. but it it was a fun experience. They they Canon uh, uh, made a regular Negroni right next to it, and to try we tried both, and it was it was a, a fun endeavor. I mean, I'm glad, I'm glad I did it. I don't want to do it. I, I probably would do it again, but not not anytime soon. But yeah, I mean, I I think of 
budget. I mean, kind of. I mean, my last. <laughs> well, I don't know. My last New York trip was like a couple of days. I did three lunches and three dinners. And how much? Do you know what your budget was? Or are you, no, are I don't, you I don't aware look. of it? I, I don't, I'm not aware. I have no idea. Okay. Uh, but, so, but you could figure it out pretty quickly. Yeah. Just look at the credit card statements. So, yeah. so unless you have somewhere right now a thought, I was going to ask you, because uh, it's a pretty basic question. Yeah. When you determine you're going to go to a city, what's your first step in deciding what restaurants you want to go to? Or have you already read so much about somewhere that you already know? Well, there's some, there are a lot of, I mean, I'm the king of lists. Yeah. It's just uh, lists. Yeah, and, and, I, and, I, and, I have, and I have lists that I go to that I use to give me at least a starting point. Mm-hmm. Thing is, some starting point. I'm just not going to... Do you use the San Pellegrino top? You're, yes. You're, that's, that's you're a, just checking those off, well, I would imagine. The San is really spread out, so you're not going to see a lot in any one city except for probably London. London has probably the most in the top 100. But I, I'll use something called Opinionated About Dining, OAD. That's Steve Plotnicki's website. He's been doing this for for decades. Uh, not Well, I don't know about OAD for decades, but he's, I mean, he has a lot of lists. I mean, he has probably, except he's probably up to 12 various different lists for, that are spread throughout the world. So I I use that a lot. And partly because I participate in OAD. Mm-hmm. I'm number 11 in the world. The most influ- of, the, of the most influential voters on OAD, I'm number 11 in the world. All right, so how but, important is that to you? It's kind of important. I can't deny. Because I I feel like your ego is wrapped up in your Instagram too. Yeah, it is. Oh, and it's awesome that you're admitting that too. That's cool. Yeah. I mean, I want I I I I know I've jumped ten and nine. (laughs) Um number eight is Andy Haler, who's got he's the only guy So this is like the world poker championships. I don't know about that. But I love Haler. Haler's the best. (laughs) He's visited ninety nine percent of every three minutes and star rated restaurant in the world for the last twenty years. He's the best. So there are a bunch of you guys out there who are just visiting. uh, Well, no, I don't. I I think I take it because it's like, it's fun. I mean, I don't take it that seriously. Right. But, but you know, it's fun. It's some, you know. It's your, it is, I, it's, I would call it a hobby, but it's what you're doing full time now. Pretty much. What is a hobby? And you know, it's, it's pretty cool. I mean, of all the things you can do, we all go to eat in different cities. So. But I think you've taken it to another level and another level since your father passed away. Right, right. So. And, you know, that, that's changed a lot in the sense that just more, I have more free time. I get to see the world. I'm not so I'm not on a clock where I'd have to be back in a day, two days. You know, international Fox trips, I'd be, I get uh, one day of travel and three nights in that city. So trying to go to Tokyo or Paris for three nights, it's, it's not, it wasn't, you know, the most ideal situation, but I did it and it was fine for many years. But now it's just like, oh, well, I'm going to go to Tokyo. Uh, how, long, how long do I want to stay? Normally it's not going to be longer than seven days, but I'll just go and book it and say, right. okay. Yeah. And then just, then do well, you yeah. plot them in? Well, how far in advance are you plotting in? This is what I'm how, doing on well, Thursday. How far, how far does Delta actually book? That's the question. Delta books, I think it's nine months. So I was like, li- literally. Right, but see, you can't make a lot of hotel, re- I mean, re- restaurant reservations that far in advance. No, you are correct. So I'll just, but. I'll figure that out. I mean, like, yeah. I was booking, as soon as Delta, every day Delta extends it one day further, I was booking literally as far it's as I could It's just like getting a reservation at Longbond in, in Portland, <laughs> same thing. Well, I, what's the six-month yeah. six moment? And Well, the funny thing is, inter- an interesting thing happened to me where a lot, most reservations I start looking at it three months ahead, right? But I was supposed to go to Hawaii first week of September, and I think, okay, three months, it was recently three months, um, Ahead, so I thought, oh, I want to go to Sushi Show, one of the best Japanese restaurants, not only in the United States but maybe the world, because Sushi Show had three Michelin stars in Tokyo. I think he still has it open. So okay, three months to the day, I call up Sushi Show. Uh, I'd like a reservation on September second. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm sorry, we're all booked. I said, I said that's three months. Oh, we booked six months out. Oh, I said, are you kidding me? So if I wanted to book a December by, 11th... Did, then do you ever call in? I'm number eleven on the uh, no, on the no, 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 no. I can't deny that there are times, there are a couple of times where I've been tempted, but I would never do that. You have to do it sometimes. No, just I will to see never. how it works. Okay, but then, then, I, then I said, holy crap, I want to go to Honolulu. I want to go to Shisei Show. I got to change my reservation. So I had to pay, uh, you know, $400, whatever the char- change fee was. To get the... So I, I booked my trip to December. To December. Just for this restaurant. Just for this and restaurant. Do you? So and, and I'm the I, type. So you're not sitting there with them when you go in. And by the way, sushi restaurants aren't a lot of ancillary chit chat going on. But do you say, "Hey, man, I, 
I actually spent an additional four hundred bucks to redo my trip for <sighs> this care. restaurant. They don't care. Oh, well, they it, would have. They would. Ha- any operator would have to be pretty flattered that oh, you would I do know. that. I, I and I called up three days, two days ago, yesterday, two days ago. I, I got my reservation. Good. Uh, since I got back from New York, I called up, uh, and yeah, got it. So I'm happy. Now I can book around it. And uh, I've never been to Honolulu, so I'm interested. I'm going to December. Better to go in December than September anyway, because it's, it's relatively nice in Portland. Mm-hmm. And so, but there was, but that left a big, huge gap where it was like a, I don't know, like a 12 day gap. I said I got to go somewhere. Yeah. I said, oh, let's go to Osaka. So I booked a trip to Osaka. Nice. <laughs> I just so oh, yeah. Pausing here a moment, Chris, to talk about Ringside Steakhouse, which if you recall, we mentioned this last couple of weeks here on the podcast, has now shut down briefly for some renovation. Don't cut off the podcast before you hear the word briefly. Briefly. It'll open back up in mid-August after some renovations to the bar. I think it's early August. Early August (laughs) after some renovations to the bar, (laughs) as well as kind of reconfiguring some of the areas. So I think you can have some private parties there a little easier. Yeah. And so the bar is going to be redone. You know, Jimmy's been there for years. Mm -hmm. And uh, a lot of the folks, uh, Andy, they'll be operating from upgraded quarters soon. Um, And I want to mention the, um, if you stay tuned, uh, I believe, not 100%, I'm not going to divulge this, but but Ringside is going to have some new happy hour stuff going on. And we know they have that great happy hour after They already have one of the best ones in town. Right, but they're going to revamp that as well. I believe, don't hold me to it, don't hold me to anything. Right. (laughs) <laughs> Other than the experience you have at ringside is second to none. It's right. Like you the, can hold us to that. You can, you know, it's guaranteed. Right. Uh, the best service in town, the best steaks, the best seafood. It's, it's perfect. Right. It's really a nice place to go. And, you know, in a city with all sorts of new things going on, it's really nice to have a classic like ringside oh, yeah. that you can always rely upon. And we're, and we're talking about so many different things like prime rib on Mondays, prime Mondays. Right. And also... The thing, I've never been a filet person, yep. but that grass-fed filet mm-hmm. that they have at ringside is fantastic. And of course, the world-famous onion, onion rings, rings. Never forget those. Yep, onion rings. Uh, setting up reservations is super easy. You can just go to ringsidesteakhouse.com. I often use the Open Table app. I think is, that's where, you, when you go to ringside, it links I think it goes it. Yeah. to there. And yep. the other cool thing about ringside is once you become, you make a few reservations, they get to know you. They, they do. know where you want to sit. Yep. They know maybe what drink you would like. That's a nice thing to have happen. So don't forget, once they are back open in early August, you can set up those reservations. Ringsidesteakhouse.com. Let's take another moment here and talk about our great sponsors, Gen Air at Standard TV and Appliance. Yeah, it's awesome. They were with us a couple of years ago, but appropriate now, both in their... Uh, both started in 1947, and just last year, Gen Air launched a beautiful series of new appliances. They really upgraded everything. They have two lines, Rise and Noir, for you to check out at Standard TV and Appliance. Tell us a little bit about them, Court. Well, both of these lines connect to Wi-Fi so that you can use them using your Amazon Alexa, or maybe you've got a Google-assisted enabled device like a Google Home Connect and control appliances remotely. Like if you want to set the uh, oven before you get home, you can do that. Get real-time notifications. You can contact Gen Air call center through them. And get this, get a recipe from Yumly through the device. More than one. You can do a few of them. And not only that, you can attach your dishwasher to Amazon and get get dishwasher detergent delivered without even thinking about it. Nothing is worse than running out of dishwasher detergent and not realizing it, but your dishwasher or your washing machine are going to know this. Absolutely. So both the Noir and Rise line feature irresistible interiors illuminated by cinematic and chef's lighting, which is really cool. You got to see these. Smooth racks and flat tines and expanse of dark glass. Really easy way for you to check out these lines. You can Google search Gen Air Rise or Gen Air Noir. That's one way to check these out, but there's an even better way to do it. Let's go down to Standard TV and Appliance. They have four locations, Mm -hmm. one in Beaverton, two in Portland. The showrooms are beautiful, and you'll be able to see them uh, not only in the showrooms, but on the the showroom floor, and uh, also one in Bend for our millions of listeners out that way. Mm Mm-hmm. And I've noticed now you're... I saw you traveled with Peter and son. Yeah. 
to New York, are you doing a little more travel with other people now? Because well, when were, I met you, it's like, I don't want to travel with others. I don't want to eat with no, you. You told me. I, they, they, were, they were there for a special event. Oh, and okay. So, and and they, they have family there. Right. So I actually didn't see them well, that much. Well, that's true. That's where he's yeah, from. Yeah, I mean, so, so he knows his way around. Um, I only saw them eight, you know, two of the... 10 days that well, I was that's, there. That's nice. It's really nice to have a little, to break and it up a little bit the, with somebody. The only person, yeah, I, in general, it's, it's different when I, when I try, I mean, traveling alone, it's different. I mean, I'm, but I'm so used to it. Ha- being around people, it takes some getting used to. Like I spend time with my friend Karen. I mean, like she should come with me a couple of times a year. And that's fine. She does. I didn't yeah. know that. Yeah. I thought it was mostly a Portland thing. No. And you're referring to Karen Brooks. Yes. Right. Yes. So well, uh, that's cool. Yeah. We, I was back to the scene of the crime where you guys crossed paths. Tusk. Yeah. Right. I was, well, back, was back at Tusk the other night yeah. and uh, where you guys met at Levant, which which is actually, it's kind of a circular story because the bad review at Levant, now it's Tusk. <laughs> um, and that's where you met that night. Yeah. And, um, yeah, and then you. it goes further because... Um, because Karen, I sat with her at Levant at my event, which was like 2013 or 14, 2000, maybe now? May of 2013. Yeah, good. You've got a, a mind for that sort of thing. I actually And all don't. she could talk about was Castagna. And I'm like, we're, we're eating here at Levant. But she just kept... I didn't know that. Well, because uh, I didn't had sit mass, with you. just been at Castagna, which oh, is your deal. Right. You know, you like that too. So anyway, that, it's kind of... That was of, interesting. I mean, like, I remember that because that was the first time I ever met her. And you know, you know how it was where I didn't want to sit next to her. I didn't want to be around her. I know. You've I called me. You. you want me to reel off? the names of people that you've called me and say, I don't want to no, sit next uh, to you. Just start and you don't come to my events anymore. So, anyway, well you, don't so. have, well, you don't have as many. You well, that's one true, but you got to come once in a while. You, you, you don't have, have to. Do you have like, one care. a year? Yeah, come on. Do you have one a year now? Oh, no, no. I no. have eight a year. No, you don't. Yes, I do. Really? Yeah. Okay. You're just not paying attention. You're not. You're probably just like. I'm gone. I'm gone so much. Yeah, you're not looking at my emails going, it's Angelus's. I'm uh, not looking uh, at this. I don't look at anyone's emails. So, yeah, it was an interesting night because. Because it, it's memorable because that was the first time I met her, and the story is so odd because I didn't want to meet her. That you specifically wrote me or called yeah, me and called said, you, I don't want to sit near Karen and Brooks. And you said, you want a refund? Do you want to come to another event? I said, no, I'll go there. Just keep her on the other side of the room. Right. And, and you know, and I, I, she's one of my closest friends in the world. Well, so what happened was she and I were mingling and I, and I specifically <laughs> just to give you shit said, Hey, do you know Gary over there? Have you met Gary? And so I don't know if she came to introduce herself or yeah. So that was, she was there with Tepler. That yeah, that was good. And then yeah. you guys, um, you guys yeah. became friends and started being dining friends and she's, I think the Portland dining community has probably benefited from that because that has enabled Karen you can correct me if I'm wrong, to eat more. Because if she's going out with you, she's wow. there, there's more on the table for right. her to try. Right. Therefore, her reviews are, bro- are based on a broader experience. Well, and I, I can't speak for her, so I don't know. I mean, you'd have to ask her I'm that question. I'm just going to guess I, I, that's yeah. the case. Yeah. So so we're all better off for it, and well, you are too. So good. Yeah. I'm glad I mean, you two get along. And it's a lesson in life. Those people you think you don't want to meet, maybe you do. Yeah. I, you're, you're correct. I mean, like, uh, there, there's one person. In the, I've got another one. What? Too. He's. I don't know if we should talk about this, but Mike Thielen, same thing. Oh yeah, I love Mike. I. You I said know. the same thing, and I, I similar right. thing, and I yeah. said no, you should meet Mike. Yeah. But so Karen, that's Karen, good. I mean, that's. I got a few good, others for you. too. That's another good friend of Karen. So yeah, I, uh, Mike's great. I yeah, love Mike. I um, love Mike. And, He's and, great. Uh, yeah, but I do. There's one person in the world that I do eat with on a consistent basis in the world. His name's Thomas Sang. In Los Angeles, he's a management consultant, not in the industry. Mm-hmm. But we just connected. We connected in Chicago. It's funny. Like he, he's a gastro tourist. He travels a lot, being a management consultant. We sat together because he was alone at for in Chicago for work at Elizabeth Restaurant, and we just sat together and started talking. And he'd been to Castagna both under Lightner and under Woodward. This is like six years ago that we met, maybe five years ago, and we become fast friends. So whenever I go to Los Angeles, if he's not busy, um, he he'll, we'll try to eat together as much as we can. Specifically at dinner, so he's he's a great dining uh, partner. I feel very comfortable. It's about me 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 be me feeling comfortable mm-hmm. with the people that I dine with, and he's one of them. But yeah, it's been a crazy year for me. Do you mind? Like I no. I've got, I got my I, this is what I I did it like one recently. I did this April to April April two thousand 
18 to April 2019. Like what? What kind? I was kind of curious myself. I don't know. So uh, before you do that, because I'm I'm guessing you're about to refer to a list of yeah. fun places you've been. Maybe is yeah. that what it is? Yeah. So you do have, or are you still doing your your podcast? Walk-ins welcome. Well, the the problem, I, I don't. Well, Michael has a, a a new baby. Michael Russell. Michael Russell has a new baby, and he's got a full time job. And he was doing all the technical aspects right. regarding it. I think he just it was became too much. So, yeah. Well, that's what happened. <laughs> yeah. We when you started it, Court and I were talking about. It. So oh, Gary's got Gary and Mike have a new podcast, and then we know what it takes to yeah. do this every week to keep it up. And so that's um, tough, especially right. if you're traveling a lot. Yeah. You got to squeeze them in, and we we have enough trouble when I'm away. You know, a month and a half a year getting this done every week. I, you know, it's it's hard. I understand. If we'd never do another one. At least we did a few, and it's it's good. It's always going to be out there. And it's, I asked actually, that because that's where yeah. you covered what you were about to cover. Yeah, on and your he, podcast. And, and, he, and he's still sitting on. Well, there's still three episodes that have not been released. This oh is, my god, this is yeah, like Bourdain. Stay alive. <laughs> do, do, hey, I had a prediction in one of them. You know, this is before the base. It's because now it looks good. I predicted. I know you're a Mets fan. I predict the Yankees would win the World Series this year. So this is before the baseball season started. We'll see how oh. it goes. He's got Incar- Edwin Encarnacion. I know yesterday. they got him. Yeah. Oh, so, so I'm going to New York next week. Oh, okay. And uh, I just happened to go, hey, let's go to a Mets game. And it is... Yankees Mets? No, 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 no. Oh. It's Braves Mets. But it's oh. the weekend that they're celebrating their 69 oh, yeah. championship, Miracle Mets. And dude, that's, that is my Beatles. Right. I went to game five of the... Sixty-nine. When I was eleven years old, when they you know went nuts, and I get to go to that by sheer coincidence of the the calendar, I get to go to that next week. And uh, City Field, I, that's what I wrote you. Yeah, you need to go to some ballparks to have some of the ballpark I know. food. The man, food, you well, you were you were, you were showcasing a hot dog. Yeah, and uh, I my sons and I did the closest thing I've ever done to what you do. And we'll get. I'll shut up in a second. Oh. Was we did our ballpark tour in two thousand two right. and two thousand three, yeah. and we raided we, the hot dogs, yeah. which was a fun thing to do for a father and a two kids who were early teens, late, you know, ten years old. It was pretty cool, but uh, I'm surprised you don't do that because you do like baseball. So go to some ballparks. It just take, it just takes a big chunk uh, out of eating. It's a like, day. It's an afternoon. Go to an afternoon uh, game. OAD doesn't cover ballpark oh, oh, hot dogs, so I don't. You know, well, like, still, but I can help you. Well, anybody you can read. No, no, just no, the cool like, ballparks like, to go no, to. No, I don't know. All right, okay, but I, I love I, my favorite team in baseball is the Braves. Go Braves! We'll they're they're on goes. their third stadium in in short period of time. I know third field. They don't call them stadiums in baseball anymore. Sixties, right. they were stadiums, but they're not called stadiums. That's funny. I didn't realize they're that. generally called parks, sense. ballparks, and fields. Yeah. But in the 60s, that most Fever of these teams stadium. shared... Riverfront Stadium, yeah. Yeah, they shared the field with the football team. So they were all mostly all stadiums. Shea Stadium when I was a kid. Yeah. Mets and the Jets. So anyway, it's all changed. Well, well hope, hopefully the uh, Braves take the series when you go there. When you go back. Thanks. Time. Yeah. Thanks. <laughs> uh, you know what? I'm, you know where I am with my Mets now? It's the last sport love I have left. I used to be, when I was a kid, you know, lived in uh, sports heaven. Haven, the the Rangers, the Knicks, yeah. they were all great, and yeah. the Jets, and the Mets, and I'm just only watching the Mets now. I don't care about anything Jets else. Jets will be good. Just, Darnold's a good quarterback. He, Jets will be good again. Dude, I was soon. the biggest Jet fan. I got my stories for another time, but uh, I can't name one guy on the Jets anymore. I don't care about football. <laughs> it's bu- it's just the whole thing is so really? bullshit. Yeah. Why? It's the best sport in America. No, it isn't. It's just the, it's all a showcase bullshit Football? thing. I hate that the NFL is tax for, a tax free organization. It's like I churches. didn't know that. I had no idea. Yeah, it pisses me off that they they're tax free and I have to sit there and watch com- crappy commercials all. I had day. no idea. Yeah, but see, if you don't know, then well, you can now enjoy that you football. know, maybe it'll change a There's, little no, bit. No, it's not. Football. I don't know. No, I like baseball better. It's a better passive, and I love watching it on the West Coast on TV because it starts at four, and I can. Uh, by the time I can sit down and eat dinner in the seventh inning. I okay, stop. I, well, wait, wait, wait. I, I, you know what? I can't sit there and watch a four off a baseball. I mean, like, I'll, I'll watch parts. I'll, like, I don't background sit there and watch it actively. It's in yeah. the background, and yeah. I look up when good stuff is happening. Uh, but for me, this is, no one cares about this. But for me, I love listening to Gary Cohen and Keith Hernandez. Okay. 
chat. It's not if they're losing. And it, actually, I've determined it. Their chat gets better when they're getting smashed because <laughs> they have nothing else better to do than to, to just go off into tangent. So like us. Exactly. This is what this is right now. And I figured that when you hadn't been on a long time, I said, let's just talk about Gary about his stuff. Okay. So there's going to be this podcast, and I don't remember which is coming first, but okay. there's going to be this, and then you're going to do a list somewhere so, people can look for it. Soundbite. A um, soundbite of Portland, Portland stuff. Okay. Okay, so, here we go. This is where I've been. April of 2018 to April of 2019. This is in chronological order. London, Chicago, Milwaukee, Chicago, Minneapolis, San Francisco, Las Vegas, Los Angeles, Los Gatos, London, New York City, Hong Kong, Seattle, Austin, Copenhagen, Los Angeles, London, Tokyo, Los Angeles, Toronto, Miami, Lima, Peru, Dallas, Vancouver, BC, Paris, Los Angeles, New York City, Oakland, San Francisco, Houston, Las Vegas, Barcelona, Los Angeles, Hong Kong, Macau, Singapore, Los Angeles, Bangkok, San Francisco, New York City, Paris, Seattle, Vancouver, BC, Stockholm, Amsterdam, Munich, Berlin. That is unbelievable. I know, right? One year. I can't believe. I thought you were going to reel off maybe a dozen places. No, that's how many. How many is that? A lot. I, I, I didn't count the actual well, number. Well, anybody can count it, but that was, yeah, it was. I actually looked at my watch when you when you in were the you middle bored? of that list. Bored of that? No, list? I was wondering where. No, I actually <laughs> looked at it because I want to note when that was. Maybe we can pull it out and put it right up front. Because, yeah, uh, just, so, wow. I know. It's mean, like, exhausting just to say. Yeah. So let me ask you, do you have you ever been diagnosed with OCD? Uh, yeah, I do have and OCD. Is there anything on the spectrum of Asperger's syndrome? Uh, it's a very good question. I don't know. I mean, and I, I don't mean to... I, no, no, For no. me, it's not an insult. I have a son, and well, to me, it's, it's endearing and, and lovely, but I think... Um, there are aspects of right. you wanting to go so many places yeah. and do so many things that I uh, just it, wondered. It's been tough because, not, I mean, it's something I've done. This is my choosing, but I've had, I've moved a lot of trips. This, this is supposed to be even more intense, but I've moved like five trips, five international trips from this year <laughs> yeah. to, to the first part, first quarter of next year. Oh, so because, what were those? What are those five? Uh, Madrid, Singapore, no, Madrid, Milan, Barcelona, Paris. Seoul, South Korea. Wow. So Those the, are all, if anybody was doing that in a lifetime, <sighs> they'd be happy. Yeah. I mean, not everybody, but a lot of people just to go one of those places. I know. It's pretty incredible. And it's been an intense two years. It's been, uh, I didn't, there have been times that have been very difficult. Nothing's earth shattering. And not, I mean, but I remember try, flying back on Christmas Day because it was Christmas Day, they canceled the Amsterdam Portland direct flight, so it made it really hard to get back. Man. It was twenty four oh, hours for that day. For that day, because Christmas on Day, <laughs> 20, 24, 24 hours of, uh, of of travel time to get from Barcelona to Portland, Oregon on Christmas Day. And my cousins picked me up at the airport, and I was just so blown out, and yeah. I was just so tired. But that one was tough. But going to Asia back and forth, that's a, those are long trips. Yeah, I mean, even in a direct flight from San Francisco to Singapore. 14, 15, 16 hours. Yeah, I just did my first 16 hour trip. To uh, Australia. Yeah, to Australia. That was, it's, it's, it was long, but it was okay. I mean, there's a lot of movies. That's, you know. Well, the other thing is, I'm old, so I, I will only travel first class now. Oh, my God. So, so I want to know the budget on what you've spent in travel in the last year. You, it's got to be over 100, easily over 100 or 200,000 bucks. It's not that, it's not as much as you think because it's first class. You just reeled off. Well, I mean, how, okay, how much do you think a first class from here? I don't even look. Barcelona. No, just to guess. But first class from here I to Barcelona. I know. There, so, yeah, someone well, who came on my trip last year, I never stopped giving her shit about it. She spent $8,000 no, to get from. No, no, 3000 Well, no. she spent 8000 well, round trip she, to she first didn't, class. She didn't. Price. I'm not going to spend eight thousand dollars to go to anywhere. So yeah. I, I, like, I, I'll, I'll, I'll price it out. You can. There, there's also a function, at least on the Delta website, where you can do flexible dates and you can look at the various pricings. And it's, if it, it's, it's well, like, that's your advantage. You it's get so to do variant. That. Yeah, like, you can base the same it flight, uh, Portland to let's say Amsterdam, the direct flight everyone takes. It can vary by thousands of dollars. Same flight. Every yeah, day. but still, that's a lot, man. For now, to add to that, you're doing it first class. Are you getting foot massages on the way? No, but I, it's just the bed. I mean, yeah. that, that when you get to lay out on the bed, when you get yeah. a full, it folds out completely. Of course, it just nice, makes it so much easier. Like a nine-hour trip, the nine-hour trip from Portland to Amsterdam is so easy. It's like it's actually too short. 
I, for some reason, I... Yeah, well, you don't get to sleep enough. I don't, the nine hours I, I don't is kind sleep. of nothing nowadays for me, but the 16-hour, I one, noticed. Those are tough. And, and I came, I went by myself, and I came back with somebody, and the trip back went so much faster with somebody than by myself. So, um... Yeah, it, it's it's... I don't know. It's, and it's but it's a, not just somebody. It was with Renee because if she's listening to this, she's going to go. Oh, he didn't mention my name, <laughs> so I have to do that. And it's not, it was a pleasure. So traveling is is nice. I like traveling alone too. So I'm yeah. really happy on this upcoming trip to be doing a lot of it um, by myself. I've invited Renee, but she's not coming. So um, okay. Um, so anyway, so what well, I want to ask you—you you, uh, you got a girl? Oh, it's nice. I'm happy for you. Yeah, no, it's yeah. really nice. Twenty. It's been a long time. It's been. A, well, it's ha- been a lot to get used to, ha- and I really enjoy it. It's ha- all the negatives that I had perceived were going to be part of a relationship are not there. So. Uh, do you see her quite a bit? I mean, like, do you see her every? Oh my God, we're talking about this. Uh, yes. Okay. Um, she comes out to Manzanita with you. She comes out to Manzanita. Okay. She lives in Salem. So is so that like we, on the way? Kind of. No, it's long. She's wonderful. She loves the coast, and she drives two and a half hours to come out to Manzanita, even for a night. So how long is it for you to drive from here to Manzanita? An hour and 45. Okay. So anyway, but we see each other, and it's it's nice, because for two people who haven't been in relationships for a long time, it's nice to have a uh, still have the balance and you know ease into it it's not all I'm, the time i'm happy for you yeah it's nice yeah. it's it's really pl- it's she, she's really i've learned a lot and i've had a lo- so much enjoyment and she is just really fun to dine out with and travel great travel companion like As 6 months now almost a year a year in Ju- in july so it started it, we don't really know when the exact because i oh, fought well, it for a long time well, you, she uh, was a pfa she was coming on a pfa trip and okay. i said no this is business we can't do this and so um i held it you know and then okay. when we well, got back from sicily i was like okay well, we'll gotta celebrate it. your first anniversary it's coming up and you, you don't know what date it is i'm gonna be in Cabo. so we have to pick a different date oh yeah pick a date yeah so everyone remembers yeah, no, she's, yeah, and she, I just, as a matter of course, a couple of weeks, or last week said, oh, I'm going to be away on that day, and yeah, she was, Oh, that's she was a little sad about that, that I didn't take that into account when I booked, but it's a, it's a trip to Cabo that I, oh, in oh, Mexico, in Mexico City. That's nice. Yeah. So, so okay, yeah, so nice anniversary some, present. I'm, I should no, go with she's you. she's not going. Hey, oh, what? No, no, that's the point. What? She, this the was, kid, you can't go? She can't go. No, she can't. She would be invited, but she can't go. Wait, so you're going? I'm going. I don't want to talk about this. I okay, people... why don't you just reschedule the trip? It's it was a uh, it was some folks I met on my trip to Southern yeah. Oregon last year who yeah. invited me down, and so it's that <laughs> date. Okay, so, well, so it is. oh so, well. Anyway, um, what was I going to say? Do you ever not plan a day of dining and just stop no. into a place? God, no. And I'll kidding? tell you why. Because you're going to Madrid. It kicked, it triggered me to think. You're going to Madrid. Yeah. And my favorite, one of my favorite meals ever was this Italian restaurant in Madrid that was right by where I was staying, my pretty cool Airbnb. And uh, I just stopped in and I fell in love with the guy, his cooking, his passion. It was good enough food. Does it always have to be the best you know, thing ever for you all the time. For me, it doesn't. It's just if I have a a nice meal, I'm happy. It doesn't always have to be the best. But every, everyone has their own, not, I mean, this is obvious, their own idea of what constitutes a great meal. I mean, and you could, I'm glad you had that meal. I, I could probably have, like, tr- go try to go out and just see, to walk around and see what looks interesting and walk in. Maybe nine out of ten times, I'll be disappointed. I don't know. Maybe that's yeah. No, maybe, you have I, pretty high standards. Yeah, I don't but know. But for me, so that was, and this is just me, and people are different. But right. so this was after my PFA trip to. We spent ten days in Barcelona and San Sebastian. It was wonderful, and the nice thing about those trips for people who come are they don't have to make a decision. So we're planning out every meal the way you would. Yeah, and no one makes a menu decision because Jose or whomever we we get that done. Or the chef in the restaurant, it's omakase. And, um, and, uh, but so by the time Madrid came around, I was like, I don't want to do the research. I just want to walk down the street and go, that looks good. And so those things are nice. And we did that in Melbourne too. It was well, nice great. to be able to do but that it's too. Not, it's not the way 
I operate. I mean, yeah, no. So that's, yeah, that's so nice. so. Have you ever thought of no. giving yourself a no, free thought, day uh, of that? Sure, I've thought about. It. I think no, but no, I no no. I've thought about it. Sure, but it's it, it's it's a very quick thought. Well, but do so. Do you ever while you're walking down the street, walk by and there's a restaurant there that you may not have read about, and you go and you look at the menu. Because we did that in Melbourne too, and we had one of the best meals we've ever had at a place called Cheek. No, in Melbourne. Are you? Have you done Melbourne? Have you? No. Are you going to? Uh, I've thought about it, but a, a, a chef that I know who has three Michelin stars said it was the most overrated foods. Australia has the most overrated food in the world. Mm. He said it's just this is a guy who has high, really high standards. He's got three Michelin stars. Okay, and you know he's one of the world's great chefs. Can I also tell you this? It's interesting. On my trips, mm-hmm. we do a little post-trip survey, and I list every restaurant. And there's usually 15, 10, 12 to 15 mm-hmm. that we've gone to that are you know more than breakfast or stopping for lunch. And uh, invariably, it happens that the Michelin star restaurants are people's least memorable and favorite dining experiences. Each his own. Yeah, no, I, I'm not criticizing. Right. I'm just saying that, and then I look at that, and as a operator of a trip to think well that was the most yeah. expensive one and the and right. people are saying that was their favorite one was that kind of down to earth one right. that we went to and so as as an operator you have to make those decisions but well we need the michelin star restaurants too because i think that draws that attracts right. people to the trip you go to attica per, pardon attica me? in australia attica. no we it's didn't shuri's place is in the top 50 in the world we did franklin in tasmania which was pretty awesome. And that, okay. that chef, I think, um, Nolan is inviting over here. Francis Melman? No? No, no. I don't remember his name. See, I always okay. get into this with you. Um, he wasn't there. I didn't meet him that night. Okay. Um, but he's supposedly got some chops, and Nolan's invited him over here for feast. So when oh. Proud Mary's involved in feast, it's going to be the chef from Franklin and Tasmania. In, I, you know in what? Hobart. I, the, the, pardon? In Hobart. Hobart, Tasmania. Okay, because the feast... Uh, schedules out just came yeah. out, and I haven't seen. I didn't see her, him, or I didn't see his name. Maybe he's doing something informal around. Oh, that, that's great. I don't know. Yeah, but that's he told me, and that's what I understand. Anyway, okay, Melbourne. It was fun, man. It's beautiful. I can't see where you wouldn't enjoy it. But if your criteria is, it's got to be the best or nothing. So, well, I don't know about that. I mean, I went to a lot of places in your city that you. May or may not have heard of Michael Madigan and I were talking about Patsy's. I just like, saw I him to, last night at Pizza Jerk. I went. Michael. I went to Patsy's. That in, he grew up in New York City. He loves Patsy's, and it's an old school Italian place. Oh, Patsy's! That's yeah. the one. So I would yeah. have to go one of those places next week. That's where I should go. Can I get in? It, yeah, it's. Is easy it in Little Italy? No, it's in, on, in Midtown. And I had chicken marcella. I could. Cho- I could. Uh, chicken piccata looked good. Chicken parm. That's what. Yeah, those are the menus I'm used to. You know, from the East I Coast. I loved it. Like, it has no Michelin Have stars. Have you ever been like yeah, Grotto Azura or, or, I, or John's on 12th? No. But I, I, I went to 32 restaurants on my trip to New York City. 32. Like, a uh, number, you would think that, oh, 28 of their Michelin stars. No, I went to like five or six Michelin where, star. Where should we go in Brooklyn? Well, then, again, that, but then, well, again, it's kind of like Michelin star. Mm-hmm. I mean, I love, I love Blanca. I love, um, I, I like Aska. There's there's uh, Lilia, which is solid pasta from Missy Robbins, no Michelin stars. Uh, there's a lot of great places in Brooklyn. A fer- Ferro. I need one night. Ferro. I wouldn't need Fer- one night, so I'm going to ask pasta. you to help me. Again, that's, it, it actually has a Michelin star, but it's more casual. Yeah. Well, that's, Kevin Addy's. That's what I Kevin want. Addy's great. I don't want to go in and. Roberta's for pizza. Okay. I mean. These, we're doing, we're doing uh, New Haven, too. Oh, so we're going to. Be pizza in New Haven. It's going to be nice. Yeah. So. Um, all right. So, of all those places, that was a court. You should have heard this list. You you went stepped out for a second. I'll, I'll listen to it when I listen back. I want you to pull it out and put it up. It would be really cool. I can send just, them. I can send them my thing as no, I always no, used to do. No, but you record. It's recorded, so you got to oh. hear. It. It's incredible. All right. And I'm sorry to call attention to the fact that. that I had stepped out. Yeah, but it's okay because you know we all got to do stuff, and you can pull this. You know, so. Um, of all the, the places on that list, do you have something that would, that stood out as a particularly surprising and wonderful? Oh, I love that, London. London's the best. I, I and just, how long had it been since you've been in London? You go uh, often. Uh, I hadn't been to London prior to all this traveling, you know, after my dad passed away. Mm-hmm. And I go 
multiple times oh, a year. Oh, that was your first time. Well, I went in, in April of last year, which was my first time, and I've been, you know, I went four times last year, and I'm going right, twice Right, but before that. Yeah, we had no before that, no. That's incredible. So, they have the best So bar- London is your spot. I, yeah. I guess London and L.A. Is where, the, start with the Well, L's. yeah, the funny thing is, I did, like, I was thinking about what are the three, my three favorite cities to eat in, and, like, what what do I think are the actual three best food cities in the world? From Based on my travels thus far, I still have many, many more. Uh, you got You have a pretty good foundation right. of knowledge. Yeah. And the, I think the best restaurant cities in the world, starting at number three, is New York City. And you're a list guy. Yeah, I'm a list guy. Number two is Los Angeles, but I call it Los Angeles County because, you know, it's just, just not Los Angeles, it's Santa huge. Monica and Hollywood and, and San Gabriel Valley. And so it's Los Angeles. You ever go to Cantor's in Hollywood? I I I haven't been to any of the delis. I need to go to Langer's too. Okay. Yeah. And uh, number one, best restaurant best restaurant city in the world, in my opinion, is London. Okay. Which is also my favorite city. Um, my my favorite. Now si- that's incredible because for years I remember the the conventional right. wisdom was London and England is, wasn't a food. Right. Wasn't we, a place to go pa- for food. Pa- but that's no longer the case. Wow. In fact, there are more London. Restaurants in the top 100 on the San Paolo list than I think than any other city in the world. And is there, you've been there a lot recently. Has Brexit made the experience any any worse? Uh, no, I kind of was wondering if we'll see. But the prices in London are fairly reasonable compared to like Paris. Mm-hmm. So I, I do wonder if Brexit, could, I don't know what's going on with Brexit. They may not go through, right? Right. So uh, it's a very relatively reasonable city to eat in given how big and metropolitan it is. Um, but yeah, London also has the best cocktail scene in the world, not even close. Really, not even close. So we have to have you back again soon because this is too much to talk about. Well, well let me go. My favorite cities to eat and drink in the world. Number three, <laughs> Singapore. Two is Paris. Number one, not surprisingly, is London. Okay. So London eat and drink. London's the thing. Right at the Fork is hosted and produced by Chris Angeles and Court Johnson. Connect with us on Twitter and Instagram at Food Podcast PDX or on Facebook at Right at the Fork or online at rightatthefork.com.